Hey, this is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of EO Fire, and you're listening to It's All an Act podcast with Jazz, Tom, Lucy, and Anna, helping to uncover the world of amateur theater and sometimes saying words backwards. You must be prepared to ignite. It's all an app podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone. Today, we have the whole team with us for the whole recording session. How lovely is that? Hello, team. Hello. 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 <laughs> and today, our special guest is a reviewer for us. We had a guest reviewer because of our show last week. We had a guest reviewer. His name is Mr. Chris Rand. Hello. Hello. Also known as Stoff. So uh, yeah, I was going to say, if, if we, we will Stoff. probably call him Stoff. So <laughs> yeah. If we do, don't be confused. There's yeah. not two of them. Firstly, where did that come from? I don't it know, just, actually. Is it just, <laughs> just, just stuck? <laughs> <laughs> I presume it's just like Christoph, yes. like the half of Christoph. That's right. Cool. So, on with proceedings. Tom, Yes. So, uh, as usual, uh, I've got some, some pre-asked and answered questions. From staff. So the first question is the favourite part that you've ever played, and you said the most memorable, because you have a very bad memory of it, was Perchik from Fiddler on the Roof. Tell yeah. us a bit about that. Well, Perchik <laughs> was after I started doing theatre. Probably the the first big show I did was Fiddler on the Roof, and it cool. was it was the first part I ever had where I, I generally got feedback from the audience because it's quite, it's quite a dramatic show. Obviously, people see yeah. it; it's quite dramatic. And it was the first time where I'm aware, actually, as an actor on stage of, you know, the effect on the audience. And it was just such a nice experience. Nice. Um, yeah. And the other one I put down is... Daffid from D- A Chorus of Disapproval. Yeah, Darvith. 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 Yeah. From A Chorus of Disapproval. And that, uh, for a completely different reason, I I was approached by someone before the show who wanted to learn how to direct. And I said, actually, don't assist and direct me. I'll assist you. So I was kind of co-directing the show. And uh, 10 days before the show, the lead actor got very, very sick and had to pull out. So I had to then take his part and learn it in 10 days. Uh, and yeah. so it was quite an experience. <laughs> wow. Nerve-wracking to say the least. But yeah, I had to, he's, he's very wordy and he was very Welsh. Yeah, I was going to say the Welsh have a, have and, a and, and he pretty much spent the entire Act accent, 1 talking it? and shouting at people. And it was, it, was, it was a very fun show to do, but very strange circumstances. Wow. Cool. When did you start performing? You said you were probably about 24. Can you elaborate on that? Um, yeah, I, I didn't really do any theatre or anything when, when I was young. I, I, you know, I think it wasn't really an option at school and things like that. I went to you know went to university and then I got a job after university and I had a flat in Brighton. And then at some point, you know, I ran out of money because I've been spending it all on books and things. <laughs> and um, so I, I went back to stay with mum and dad for a while. And she'd, my mum had decided that because she was more or less free of children at that point, she'd go and join a local theatre group to kind of get away from us. So pretty much we all decided to ruin her fun by joining it too. And, <laughs> and, and uh, so we did. And we, we did, as I said, we did a kind of review show was my first one I was in. Um, and then after that, we did Fiddle on the Roof. And I did sort of two or three shows down there and uh, kind of went from there, really. Brilliant. Cool. Why do you perform? You said that it was originally to learn how to write dialogue. It's now to be with friends and to have fun and create Yeah, that's something. right. That's right. I mean, as probably people are when they come out of university, I was kind of like, yeah, I want to be, I want to be a writer. This is great. And I got myself, you know, a little kind of hat, a, a peaked hat, and, and you know, a, a tweed jacket and things and thought, writery thoughts as I sat around parks. I was writing, you know, 
prose and things like that. But every time I tried try to write a bit of dialogue, it was just hideous. <laughs> so I was, I was trying to work out, you know, how people speak. And I thought, actually, if I go and if I go and do a bit of theatre for a bit, I can because it's just you know 100% dialogue. I can yeah. hear how people speak and go from there. Really nice. And yeah, and, and that's stuff. literally how we got into it. And obviously, that's not why I stayed there for the last you know many years. But yeah. That's that's originally my my thought to get in there. Cool. Awesome. So your big ambition in life, you said, uh, is to be happy and creative and get a screenplay made. Yeah, I think ultimately, if I could, th- that's my kind of dream one. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it's very unlikely to do, but that's what I like doing. I, like, I still like writing. I still like, still like writing scripts. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, I've made a few short films and it would just be nice to actually do that one day, to, to actually get a, a film in front of a proper director and, and get it on the big screen. Lovely. We'll talk about the short films a bit later on, so we will come back to that. Any other hobbies or interests? You've said uh, I know you do running quite a lot. I've seen I've seen very. I did pictures. a marathon uh, last weekend. You did? How did it go? It was a single most hideous experience. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what your finishing time was? Yeah, it was it was around six hours ish. It was it was it was quite grim. Oh my goodness! It was a it was a really hot day. It was it was a roasting hot day, and yeah, it's quite an experience. I think running a marathon is quite an experience anyway, because it's not not in my experience anyway. If I kind of reached a point where you just literally run out of energy doing so I don't know Lucy's ever done it because you're quite mm. active aren't you <laughs> yes <laughs> but to actually reach the point where you know your body just can't really do something anymore it's, it's quite an interesting experience mm. from an academic point of view but not so enjoyable at the time <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're glad you did it I'm, I'm glad I did it and actually I'd, I, I would do another one at the time you know when you when you you get to you know 20 miles and you know you want to stop and think oh my goodness I've got quite a long way left here <laughs> yeah. it's uh yeah, that, that's not enjoyable but as soon as you finish and you know it's, 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 a good, it's, it's, a, it's a good feeling and a bit it's, like childbirth yeah well I, don't know about that. I, I, I haven't done that personally but uh, it's, it could be easy nice. that, I don't know. well you, you go back for a second one and yeah then... <laughs> um, but you can pull out the marathon on the day if you don't want to do it that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's a very good point to yeah. Yeah. I don't um, want to do it anymore <laughs> Any other hobbies and interests? You also said uh, writing, which we've discussed, sort of making films and family. Great. Well, uh, like I said, we'll talk about that a bit later on. Cool. Have you met any famous people? You said that you have a a bad memory, and I've I've actually spoken to you about this this memory. I've, yeah, I've, uh, I've got bad, generally I've got a bad memory, so I tend not to remember things. But quite a few years ago, I lived in a flat just outside of Hungerford. It was it was well, it's not sorry, it was a house, but it backed onto this big kind of country house, and it was it was all very posh and very nice. This house. The landlord lives there, so he was always having these big parties and said, so Come around, join one of our parties. But you know, because you know, we we're miserable, we didn't do that. <laughs> no, because we we're quite busy, we just ended up that we couldn't, we couldn't do it on the times that he was doing it. And then, you know, one day a few years later, the landlord sort of said, Do you want to come around? His, well, his partner actually said, Do you want to come around? We, we're, watching, we're watching Skyfall this evening, we're screening it. And I was like, At the time, I was like, Well, that's not even the cinemas yet. How, how are you screening this? Is there like a cookie copy? I don't know what's going on here. And it, it turned out that the Milan was actually he was, he was a cinematographer, and he's actually quite a good one because he'd won a BAFTA. So every year, I think the way it works is that people that won BAFTAs are on the panel to actually judge the next judge ones. the next lot. Oh, yeah. Wow. So so he'd get all the films to to judge and screen, and uh, and then get basically because they did that, they get people in the village up to come around and watch them. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good thing. Yeah. So I so I had no idea, and it was only it was it wasn't even during the conversation that I realised it was only after it finished. I thought, hang about that's a bit weird. Why <laughs> why, why is he watching BAFTA films? I don't understand. <laughs> so I had to look him up. But yeah, it was a very nice guy actually. Cool. And you said you also met uh, Duncan Powell. Duncan Powell, yeah, he's um he came to our first film festival. We, we I run a film festival with a kind of out the box. And he came to the first film festival as one of the judges, and he's a kind of a friend of Nikki's actually because she grew up in Wales. 
and uh, yeah, he's he's an actor. He's been in Holby City. He did Twenty Four. I think there was a, a variant in the UK. He, he he acted in that, and I think he's just been in the Star Wars film as well. So he's got a reasonably successful actor. Lovely, nice. I, cool. I, I've had it, met a few other people, but uh, I tend to forget them unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do vividly remember um, meeting John Inman when I was a kid, and John Inman was uh, like in the eighties, the start of the eighties. He was a very kind of camp man. In I think he was in Are You Being Served or something like that. He was. Yeah. He was. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Very cool. Do you have any pre-show rituals? You said not really. You just shut your eyes and calm down. Yeah, I just, <laughs> sort of the best. I, 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 I tend to I tend to be quite calm when I go to shows. I feel quite calm, but you know, I think everyone kind of gets so gets a bit of flutter anyway. So most of my when I'm on stage, my my ritual is just to kind of like yeah yeah you know, shut my eyes and calm down a bit. But whereas you know, I said below, when I'm directing, it's a bit it's a bit different. I tend to I like to get to the theatre when it's empty before um, before any of the set gets in, just to kind of. I don't know why, really. It just to sort of feel the space and kind of before the chaos, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And likewise, when it's Calm all before the when the show's all finished, and and you know, the, I I tend to watch the last performance of the show as well when I direct. So I tend to sit in the audience and you know wait for the audience to go and kind of at the other end let that calm down as well although I'm a bit too lazy to wait for them to do the get out and I'm, I'm <laughs> not going to risk the party but I'm willing to stretch as far as the audience going out would you agree this is something that I've well I've never directed but I've choreographed quite a few things it's much worse choreographing because you feel responsible for everyone on stage whereas if it's you actually in a show it's kind of not quite as nerve-wracking because you you're in control of yourself and whatever anyone else does doesn't really matter to you I don't, I don't know actually <laughs> when I, when I direct I don't think I do when I direct it's when you when you direct, it's it's a lot of it's almost out of your hands by the time you've done the, mm. the dress rehearsal. Or you're, mm. especially for amateur theatre, you're getting everyone ready right up to the point of the, the last rehearsal. Then after that, you've got your your, your texts and your dresses, all the all the ones pre the live audience. And really, what you're doing there is directing the crew and sorting mm. out all the problems and the issues with with you no. Know, the set and working around the set so it's less of an issue sorting out the small issues because you've already drilled everybody about what's going on mm. so I tend to find when when the actual show starts I can actually sit back and enjoy it rather than rather than, rather than worry about yeah. it and I think it's a good thing as well because I know if you do think about it too much it's, I find it quite hard I don't know if you've ever done this when you when you've been a choreographer is that when you actually watch a show that you're on mm. you still have the temptation because you don't have for six months to shout at people <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's, it's quite hard to sort of say what the yeah. <laughs> and then you, all the audience look at you. Yeah, so. no, I completely. No, I do agree with you on that. But the, but, but the only the only downside of that is because I kind of sit back and enjoy it. It's normally a show that I've seen, you know, fifty times already mm. because you you run it. Is that I tend to find things interesting and funny that the cast haven't done before. You know, mm. so they'll add a new nuance, or they'll you know, they'll change the inflection, or they'll bring out a new joke. And that's the bit. I, that's the bit you tend to really enjoy, and that's why you know when <laughs> when it's a show that you know I've I've, I've directed the audience of, you might find that at some point I'm the only person laughing in the audience because yeah. I've, <laughs> I spotted something new, and everyone else is going, well, "What are you laughing at?" Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, and, uh, and it's just definitely... because somebody random at the back of the chorus is doing something new that I find quite yeah. funny. You know it so well as well by the time it gets to the show that it's kind of like you can't watch it as a proper show; you watch it as yeah. every single little really thing that you've show, already said. You? No, no yeah, exactly. It's all, it's all the minutiae, isn't it? It's all the tiny details. You tend to watch the person that doesn't know what they're doing at the back. Yeah. Why is that person not what they're doing? Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Well, there are all the questions for me. Jazz has got... uh... Yes, stuff. There is a couple that we don't pre-ask you. Just to put you on the spot and see what you uh, see. I think. Although stuff is a uh, stuff's a regular, a regular listener, listener, so he knows so, what the yeah, questions are. I, already know what I imagine are, unless yeah. he's mixed them up. <laughs> <laughs> I went to. I had, I had a work meeting once. It was quite random. I flew out to Japan, 
and I had this big meeting with all these engineers because I, I worked in a door factory and they asked me lots of strange questions about doors. And th- then at one point, somebody threw in a question. It was, does the speed of sound change with temperature? And it was like, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I really don't know. So, so I'm hoping you've got nothing like that in there. Yeah, no. We'll see how this goes. We'll see, yeah. Jazz is probably more on the line of when did you last go to the toilet? (laughs) The mental level probably isn't the same. (laughs) So, if you could play any part ever, what would it be? I'll tell you what, what do you think? What part? Oh, no, there you go. go. I'll ask ask it back at you. I'll tell you what what I'd like to play, but what would you. You know me very well. Yeah, I do know you very well. Um, I'd probably put you as. A Chabert? Oh, yeah, something, okay. Something yeah. like that. I, cool. I might put you in Sweeney Card or something, but I could see you probably directing mm. that more than starring yeah. in it. Yeah, I true. think Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> no, I was going to say Toto, actually. <laughs> Dorothy was more accurate, I'm afraid. I do, I do have the dress. Oh, no. um, Tom was right. It's, Sweeney's one of the roles I really like to play. Um, I, have, I have directed Sweeney before, and I really love the show. Um, I'll probably Tevye as well. It's quite a nice role. in Fiddler on the Roof. They've both got really big roles, mm. very sort of lyric but they also have that, that dramatic element to it I, I think because I a lot of the earlier shows I directed were opera shows and things like that I, yeah. I do like shows with a bit of drama in. yeah, um, yeah especially Sondheim yeah exactly yeah, so so, so having that kind of extra edge rather than just a kind of a fluffy musical is, is kind of the part <laughs> so actually <laughs> being Sweeney and Sweeney Todd. yeah, d- yeah. D- definitely yeah. being Sweeney yeah. well Could you kill, never know kill a few people yeah, that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> on stage on stage obviously, <laughs> obviously yeah yeah while singing, of course, and then it just makes it. Yeah, 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 it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. okay. To kill. <laughs> I did kill him off, sir, but I was singing. So. <laughs> okay, the last question: If your life was a musical play show, what would it be called? It's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I love this um, question. And why? Probably, probably something like Jack of All Trades or something like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, t- I tend to. Um, I tend to do lots of things. I've, I've done lots of different things in, in my time. So I've done stuff on stage and I've directed and I've written things and stuff like that, but also in different areas. Well, you know, I've done things in work and I've got, you know, I've got a masters in robotics and you know, <laughs> strange, really strange things like that. So I've, nice. I've done lots of things, but I think I'm one of these people that because I've done lots of things, I haven't, you know, Mastered. Mastered, <laughs> that one thing. Oh, no, I don't think that's true. So I, th- I, I, th- I think, you know what I mean? I, I know exactly what yeah. you mean. I'm exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. Many fingers, many pies. Exactly, so yeah. Lead of actors when you're talking. So I, th- I think it's just short attention, man, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, a squirrel. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. That sort of thing. I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I think, I'm it, I think it just comes down to time, doesn't it? You, you see, there's so many things in life that you want to do. Yeah, I'm just... And me. then you just have to not do them all because you have to do stupid things like work yeah. and sleep. Oh, God damn you work. Yeah. See life as a box and just try and get as much exactly. in the box Cramming as possible. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I don't want it just filled with one thing floating about. Guys, we're getting deep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I said it would get deep tonight. Here you go. You could write a screenplay of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will do. Yeah, I get my pen. I'll yeah. start now. Don't ask any more questions. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've not just come here to uh, to answer questions. I I know exactly why you come. The only reason that people come and. Uh, and join us for the podcast. The way we reel them in, because we will play... Tom versus Guest in... Reversal Rehearsal. Reversal Rehearsal. Uh. So, Stoff, do you know how to play? <laughs> Tell me how to play. How to play. Oh, here we go. Tom, 
Tell stuff the rules. Jazz, why don't you tell them today? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will then. Oh, Go I on. I love it when you tell them. <clears throat> so, a few rules for reverse rehearsal. I'll explain the game very briefly. Uh, Jazz has pre-recorded himself saying the name of a show. He has then reversed that clip. So, for example, Into the Woods reversed becomes... We then have to try and imitate what we've heard. Jazz will then reverse the clip of us speaking and hopefully it should sound like the original title of the show. So, for example, becomes Into the Woods. And there's two clips there from our pilot episode. We get three listens before we can attempt to repeat it. And that is a very brief outline of the game. Good luck. Thank you, Tom. You're welcome. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, very very informative. As it usual. was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how you say the same thing every time. I know. No. You're just word so for consistent. Word. Just good at I good love, at learning I scripts and dialogue. <laughs> oh, okay, so as we know, Tom goes first because it puts Tom at a disadvantage. It does. It does. And Sorry, we like Tom. our guests more yeah. than we yeah. like Tom. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> you like Tom. It's okay. Right, Tom. You know <laughs> the score. Really upset. <laughs> Three listens. It's currently four to four two. to the guest. Yeah. So today I didn't realise Tom up. was such a failure. Is, is that <laughs> <laughs> not usually? Did you not see him in the roast? Tom day? today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom roast today. Okay, so Tom, ready? Three listens. Here we go. Listen number one. <laughs> this is long so one. long. Oh, it's quite a long one today. Okay, <laughs> ready? Listen number two. Sir Rothbush was del. Okay. Listen number three. Sir Rothbush was del. Tom, I need your reverse rehearsal. Sir Rothbush was del. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, that is going to sound oh, nothing like oh it. Oh my god! Yeah, I did you get all that? Because I think I burst out laughing before I Sounds like a Doctor close. Seuss character. It sounded pretty close. I think I know what show it is. I think I know what show it is as well. Do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hold, hold up, hold up, ladies, because uh, we have our new our new rule. Who was invented by Mr. Chris Vans? It was. <gasps> Pressure oh on. It was. <laughs> He's regretting it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realise that. If you can uh, say a whole uh, book backwards. <laughs> <laughs> if you can, uh, if you can guess the, guess the show, you get an extra point. Okay, stuff. You'll go. Your first listen. Sir Okay. Your second listen. Sir And your third and final listen. Sir Stuff. I need your. Reverse or rehearsal. Zoffman the Chew Stew. I'm just going to write down on my phone what I think the show is okay. in case I'm right. I have two things it could be. You can't, you can't have, have two. two. You can only have, have one. One. <laughs> one. Pick one. Okay, so, guys, can either of you guess what the show is? Are we going to force the girls to try and say this backwards? <laughs> we will. We will. We'll get the girls to say this backwards. I'm just writing down what okay. I thought it was. Yeah. So I do, I do think I know what the show is. You do? Yeah. I think it's that I think okay. it's that as well. I th- should I show you? Sure. I think the top one and Anna thinks either. Okay. Don't know what that's see. Okay. What do you think it is, stuff? Do you think do you know what it is? No idea. I think it's the Wizard of Oz. Oh could be the Wizard of Oz. Tom? Uh 
Yeah. Whistle down the wind. No idea. Okay. There's my guess. Out of the four of you, one of you has got it correct. Oh, oh my god. Wait, shall, shall we say our Yeah, yeah well, we haven't got our I, th- I thought it was Little Shop of Horrors. And I, I thought it was, it was either Little Shop of Horrors or Fiddler on the Roof. Oh. Okay. <gasps> I did think. Before Fiddler. I reveal oh the god. answer. Girls, would you like to have a go? Yeah, but can I listen again, please? Yeah. Who'd like to go first? The girls have to go first. (laughs) What about the girls have to answer it together? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't measure even last time. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so difficult. So Anna's going to go first. Yes. Okay, Anna, your first listen. Okay. Okay, your second listen. Yep. And your third and final listen. Anna, I need your reversal rehearsal. Sure, rough a mystery steel. That was pretty good. I am thinking a little sharp now, I've heard right. it. But... Lucy, it's your go. Ready? Your first listen. Your second listen. And your third and final listen. Lucy, I need your reversal rehearsal. Sherotha miss you still. Okay, so the extra point goes to. <laughs> Neither Tom or Guess. Oh. But one of the ladies has got it right. <gasps> oh. oh my God, it's always their ladies. It's because we're here. And it yeah. is, drum roll please. Lucy! Yeah. Well, technically it's both of us because Anna thought that yeah. might be it as well. Yeah, true. But well done. Well done, well ladies. Done. Okay, so now I shall reverse them and let's see what they sound like. Reversal rehearsal. Reversal rehearsal. Right, so lads, let's see what yours sound like. Tom, you're up first. So yours backwards <laughs> sounded you like Shirofus <clears throat> Mufushnil. Whoever that is. Friend of yours, is it? Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a dinosaur. It's quite long. Sounds like a dinosaur. Yeah, like a breed of dinosaur. Shirofus Mufushnil. Asaurus. <laughs> you had dinosaurs. You had dinosaurs in the last podcast. Yeah, I love dinosaurs. So that was Tom. What did yours sound like forwards? Lynch of Whoops of Horish. got Horish. A bit of Sean Connery. I'm not going to hold um, any hope of Tom winning. <laughs> I think you haven't heard mine yet, so <laughs> we'll, we'll hold judgment until we've. Uh... So, stuff yours backwards. Sounds like this. Zoff steel. Does it sound like a Muppet? Quite melodic, I must say. Yeah, you sung yours rather than said it. So, uh, yours forwards sounds like... Sounds like the Wizard of Oz. Oz. I told you that was one. <laughs> Stop did his own show. Oh, too much, yeah. Like I came on the wrong week, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> in a few weeks when we do uh, Wizard of Oz it'll be like yeah. little shop <laughs> <laughs> that's quite amazing 
<laughs> do it again. I can't believe that. Ready? So stop, stop reverse, sounds like. We too shouldn't pause it. It really does sound like it does. We two shoes, Wizard of Oz. I think it's slightly further away so, than that. So does that give guest a point then? Because he thought it was Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> We're off to see oh, the yeah. wizard, the wonderful wizard. We too shouldn't pause it. Wow. Okay. So the original actually was Little Shop of Horrors. Wow. So, yeah. So <laughs> it's scary how how million miles away that is. So oh my. So now it's a choice between Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Sean Connery. Oh. <laughs> or We too shouldn't pause it. I think I think Tom <laughs> Relatively speaking, <laughs> ace that one. Because <laughs> he's got yeah. some bits that Relatively sound vaguely similar. <laughs> so, the winner this week, drumroll please. Tom! Woohoo! Yay! So that makes it 4 3. You're crawling back, Tom. Yeah. And just for, uh, <laughs> yeah, just for entertainment purposes, should we see what the ladies sound Let's like? Let's have a listen. Yeah. Yes. So, so, Anna, backwards, you're sounded like. Sure, Rotham is true steel. You actually sound like you're speaking a different language. Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm just going off to the shop. Shiropodist yeah, of steel, <laughs> I heard. Forwards, it sounds like. Yeah! <laughs> not bad. Very good. Oh, not bad, not bad. Lucy, yours backwards sounds like. Sure, Rotham is true steel. Very similar. Very well, similar. There we go. And forwards sounds like. Literish in flourish. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> this is why we're not allowed to play the game. We just spoil everyone else's fun because we're too good. <laughs> too good. It's way too good. Well done. Well done. Everyone. We practice well done. Yeah. every day. Well done, staff. Well done, ladies. Reversal rehearsal. That was reversal rehearsal. So, staff. What is going on with you? What is going on with me? What's going on with you? What are you doing at the minute? Are you in anything? Are you directing um, anything? Has I'm, anything just happened that we need to know? We, oh. <laughs> as, as you well know, um, I've, I've just finished doing Showtime. Um, I'm just trying to remember the name of the show. I can't remember. What was it called? Showtime. Showtime Bowen. Showtime Bowen. That was the one I was doing. Because yeah. <laughs> you were drunk for the whole I was, week. I was, I was drunk for the whole week. That's my excuse. There's, um, a, there's a review on our website of that as well. And I think just, we mentioned Stoff. Yeah. We did, yeah. It was a show about Stoff. Stoff show. Yeah. Showtime. Stoff time. It was a good fun show to do. Stoff time. Um, yeah. <laughs> you had our Harriet in, didn't you? She's a yes, clever lady. Yes. She directed yes. and wrote it all. So that was, uh, I think your character was my favourite as well. Not just so because good. you're here, but it was just it was so well done. Now you have to tell Tom that he was your favourite. My <laughs> <laughs> No, but... I'm, it, sorry, I'm a good actor, I can say that. It, <laughs> <laughs> If you, uh, if you if you didn't see it, Stoff's character was just drunk for the whole thing and it was hilarious. And he it sang was. a nice rendition of Master of the House. It was good. You could I play Tanade actually. After watching that, I was like, yeah. he would make a really good Tanade. Yeah, it, was, it was very good fun. Just being drunk and having fun. I played I played opposite Grace as well, Grace yes. Rider. Grace Rider. Your and duet was amazing Yeah, as well. and that was good. We had we had great fun. And <laughs> more because we had, we had this duet and it's quite wordy where we have to rhyme with each other. And <laughs> it, was, it, it's a, it was a bit random what, what would come out. <laughs> 
Um, what came out on the on the first night still? I love your thingy thingy, thingy, thingy thing. Thingy. Is what I said. Yeah, and, and for some reason she couldn't rhyme to that. Because <laughs> she, she was too busy laughing. So it's all all improv, was it? Uh, no, oh. <laughs> it was all very well scripted. Um, but but we just took a bit of artistic license. I think yeah. that's fine. You would never catch me doing but that. Was that was great fun. So I had, I had a great time with Grace. It was very it was very funny just playing opposite her. Um, and. So show-wise, that's that's where I've been. Um, I've also we did a film in the last year. I actually did it with Tom and Jazz and Pete Pete Orbis, who's in um, My Fairy Lady as well. Yes, and we had great fun doing that. We did, didn't we? Over we did two two did. days, two seasons um, as well. Yeah, about <laughs> spread six months apart. Yeah. <laughs> Jazz was about seven in the first one. Yeah. He was about <laughs> fifty in the second one. He had a, a considerably old, larger very beard. Very <laughs> Um, but we had great fun with that, didn't we? We did. Oh, so much. I don't know if you want to sort of describe, very uh, uh, as well, describe what you did in the film. Yeah, swore a lot, had a gun, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Now, Tom, and, Tom and Jazz um, and Pete were playing very kind of street people, but kind of... Um, <laughs> A, a newbie version of street people. So, they're, so they, were, like, they were slightly too middle class to be street. They were sort of like wannabe street. They were, they were wannabe yeah. street. And um, kind of the plot is that Tom ends up getting a gun um, because he thinks it's quite cool and it'll uh, kind of get him some respect on the street. <laughs> Don't and, quote that. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it doesn't, and it, and it just all goes horribly wrong. And uh, it, was, it was just quite fun to shoot, wasn't it? Yeah. Literally, yeah, literally yeah. quite fun to shoot. It was. <laughs> it was quite fun, not very fun, just, just <laughs> quite fun. So, so, so if fun. our listeners want to have a peek of this, what do they have to do? They have um, to wait? They, they, they do have to wait. They have, wait. They have to send money. <laughs> no, they, um, they, so that we finished the film in, uh, must have finished about February, did we? Yeah, yeah I think um, so. And it was freezing. It was freezing. <laughs> and we, we've, we've sent out to a few film festivals and it's actually been selected. Uh, it was selected for one about a month ago in London and it's got selected for the, the Newbury Film Festival coming up and that's the 24th of June. So if you want to come and see that, as well as lots of other local films and national films, um, come see that. I think you yeah. came last year, didn't you, Tom? I did. And, so did and, yeah, and, uh, we yeah. came two years ago. Did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, awesome. Is it still at Arlington? Still, still at Arlington Arts Centre, yeah. Um, so that'll be the 24th of June. So, that, so if you want to come and see the film, see it there. Yeah. Um, after that, I think we'll at some point we'll publish it online so everyone, everyone can see it. So I'll drop a link in so you can see what these boys do when yes. they're not doing podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I love the film festival because it's something you just don't get all that often. It's like a... I think Newbury's very good and like West Parkshire for musicals and and stuff, but for film and stuff like that, it's, it lacks a little bit. Um, we talked about a little bit about New Era Players last last week, who are, are brilliant at for like sort of up and coming theatre. But I think is it is without the box, isn't it? Yeah, without the box. Yeah, company from Hungerford. No, no, from Newbury. From Newbury, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, out of the box is something that like fills in that gap quite nicely. Yeah, we we kind of st- we started it about oh, it must have been about five years ago now, and um, just to try and try and find a company that would produce shows and things that the local groups wouldn't do, um, thinking of performing arts and stuff like that. So, so one of the things we wanted to do was like you know small musicals because as a lot of people around the table know, a lot of musical companies like NMTS or Newbury Nomads they they tend to have very big companies. So you're doing a show with forty people. So you can't really stage a show that's only got a musical that's only got five people in it because you, you can't say to, you know, the majority of membership, go away, you're not in this one. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, so the idea was we start up the Outbox Performance Group so they could do different shows like that. So we could do a small musical. And Jazz was in Speed Dating last yes, year. Speed so, Dating, yes. so that was a musical with 13 people, is it? Um, something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. I yeah, you should choreograph. Yeah. 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 And, um, 
and we've done all sorts. But part part when we started out, part of the thinking was that we could also try different, you know, different types of performance. Um, so we thought, well, we could do film. It was one of the, one of the aspects that we quite good to try because you know I've been just talking to people before that about trying to do things on film. Um, you know, part of it because then then we can kind of immortalize the performance and keep it going because one of the flaws of theatre is it's you know it's done and then if you so and so didn't see it then they've missed the opportunity. Yeah. So that was part of the reason. And we when we started the group up, we then thought, well, okay, and how do we make films? I and mean, what's what do we do with films? And realised that it's actually a very different in kind of producery terms, it's a different revenue model to, to doing theatre shows because with a theatre show you raise the money beforehand and you get a lot back from the box office. But there isn't an obvious revenue stream for making films that you spend lots of money trying to make a film, but there's not actually any money to get way to get it back. Yeah. So we're trying to think, well how how do we actually get to show films to the public? And then, hence, we we thought about doing the film festival because we, it's, it's not only films for us, as in the people from the group to to make films. It was we thought, well, actually, we want to support lots of people making films. So, in the first year, we just did local films, and the following year, we did we did a category for local film and a category for national films, just to show you the the balance of quality between local and national. Because actually, I was actually quite surprised to see, and hopefully, you did when you've been to see the festival. That the quality of films that we get are actually very, very good. Even, yeah. even, even if it's you know a very small film from a local filmmaker, the quality <coughs> tends to be excellent. Um, there was a really good film we watched last year that you can probably find out there somewhere called Alarm Clock Boy, I think, or something yeah, along those yeah. lines, about a kid that just I think his his mother had had left them as a, a child or something to fend for himself, and he basically just goes around waking people up in the morning to sort of. He doesn't get like a kick out of it, but it's just it's just something he does to help out other people. Um, just sort of like fill in that that void I think in his life and it was really really cool and I think that was a local one but then there was also one with Brian Blessed in it who had uh, accidentally got ordered a dragon or something like that which was hilarious but um it was like there wasn't much difference between the one with Brian Blessed which was clearly like a professional one and this one called Alarm Clock Boy, which is done locally. It was it was really good, really nice quality. Yeah, I mean, the, the first year we were on the festival, you know, the, the third place film in the festival was made for something like £20,000. It was a huge budget. Wow. And the second place film was like £50. You know? yeah. it, it doesn't, yeah. it, you know, money doesn't necessarily mean you make a better film. Um, but it's, so it's just good to see the diff- different things. You do get a lot of applicants as well, don't you? You do, it's yeah. It's quite a long process I mean, for la- you. Last year, we, we kind of changed the way we filter films this year, so we had we had a less, but we probably still had 300 films to watch. Wow. Um, but the year before, it was it was you know, getting close to 1,000 films. That's a lot of hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we um, I don't know if you did, have you ever been to... No, I got I got invited to one, and then basically we, we started this up, and we, we record on a Monday usually, oh, okay. and that's yeah. when we watch the films. So oh, okay, yeah, so, so we, we tend yet, to... But, we tend to review the films or the entries on a Monday evening, and so we'll, we'll have a, a film night, and we'll, we'll it's kind of a panel of judges we'll kind of go through and, and, and watch all the films, and we tend to put notes on what we personally think about the films, and then that gets fed through to a next stage, and then the main judge will produce a shortlist based on all comments, and then it goes to the festival. And at the festival, we tend to get a, a, a pair of judges in to actually do the final judgment on them. But I think this year we're actually going to try and do a viewer's choice as well, so so the oh, audience nice. can vote for nice. vote for their favourite film too, so we, we'll give an extra extra award. That'd be nice. That'd be yeah. It's just great fun. And we, as I said, we did a film with Jazz and Tom and Pete, and that was, that was great yeah, fun. That was good fun. 
um, a few years ago. Were you, did you see the zombie film? Was that the UK? Yes. Oh, yeah. Jazz so was I, in it. Oh, Jazz was in it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we, we did a zombie film about two years ago now, and that was that was great fun. But it was also it was a real eye opener as well. Um, the difference between the film I did with Jazz, Tom, and Pete with three people, <laughs> and the zombie film, which must have had about yeah. thirty yeah, odd people. We had like and we had a, a changing cast as well. So we recorded a, probably on three days mm. and had. Oh. 15 people different every day it's just a different scale it's quite amazing <laughs> yeah and it's also quite it's quite exhausting isn't it you were there on those days it is yeah the zombie one was a lot more exhausting not because of the physicality but because of the surroundings and when you do films there's a lot of waiting around That's right, you don't yeah. realize like you're like oh okay just need to get this bit this bit and you're like oh i mean none of that two hours passed but you can't disappear anywhere because it might do your bit next or changing the light or or how it works and it's just i yeah, think i think it's because you're, you're concentrating all day as well aren't you even yeah. though you're not necessarily doing it constantly especially from from my point of view directing and and the the photographer yeah. is that you're concentrating all day as well so you, you start at nine in the morning you finish at nine <laughs> at night and you are you literally get home and collapse so. Yeah, yeah so the people that do it for a living i, I kind of I have to <laughs> take my hats off to them because it is exhausting and I, yeah. I can vouch for the videos it's not like you're just watching a home video they're very very well edited and you can tell that you will have tried a lot of shots out to get the best shot possible. It's yeah. not like you just rock up with a video camera and go, right, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's lots and lots to it that I didn't even really think about before I went to yeah. watch. I mean, for Gatman, the film that we did, it was uh, a day before filming just of planning shots and stuff. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So as we've spoken about as well, if you do want to check out the, the zombie video, it's on, uh, if you go onto YouTube and search for Love John Level, all one word, it's the Halloween special on there. Yeah. Uh, it's one of his most popular ones, so I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Put a link on our social media. Yeah, so definitely. Definitely be able to find it. And uh, also the other thing I've been doing is I've been a part-time reviewer for uh, It's All it's a Mac No way. <laughs> yeah. So, um, being paid through the nose yeah. for paid, it. Paid, <laughs> richly paid, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> so, no, thank so you very much. I can see my fair lady last week. And hopefully the review will be up by now. Uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be up, yeah. By the time this goes up, yeah, the review will be up and people... Would have read it hopefully and enjoyed it. So. Yeah, so so if you didn't come and see the show, I think you missed out actually. Yeah. It was it was it was a very very good show, and very enjoyable. Tom was adequate, is he? <laughs> <laughs> excellent. I mean, Tom was excellent as Higgins. Thank you. Um, and actually, everyone was really good. You know, jazz as well. I know I'm not just saying because they're here, but actually, Tom and Jazz both excelled in their performance. They they, they played their parts much better than I, than I probably imagined they would, which is not supposed to sound dismissive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah you, you, you brought the... a performance from each of you that I hadn't seen before so you're both very good actually cool thank you and especially because the age thing i mean yeah both tom and i were playing characters that were easily twice if not more yeah our age (laughs) i I keep saying to her my my grand went and saw the original my fair lady at drury lane theater and (laughs) she uh she's has a program still and she gave it to me to look through from 1958 i think so before the film was even made it had the youngest higgins to ever grace the stage and i think he was about 38 <laughs> so, uh, how old were you when you played the part time? uh 42 <laughs> <laughs> i think but i think what's quite interesting actually is that tom rather than tom needing to age tom up so he looked 50 or 60 he, he was aged a little so he probably looked a bit older than you were but i actually found the balance of Eliza and Pickering and Higgins in, in, in your show worked very well, actually. It didn't matter that you looked younger. Yeah, I spoke to a guy called Neil Streeter, who's currently MDing for Bats in Basingstoke, and he said that it worked quite nicely because it, it was more believable that 
Higgins and Eliza would end up together rather yeah, than... I mean, exactly. obviously it's, it's ambiguous, so you don't know if they do anyway, but the audience were more for them sort of being together than yeah. like, why are you going back to him? He's, he's, he's an old man. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think yeah, the way true. the show is written actually comes back at the end. I think I think when you watch it, you think the only the only reason for her to come back is because of that relationship. I yeah, think. definitely. Slightly different, I think, interpretation. It's good Wonderful. fun. The chorus is very well. I mean, especially the scenes. So Jazz played LP, Doolittle. Did. And he does have to be a bit older, but luckily he's, he's quite haggard looking. So <laughs> he grayed his beard yeah, up right, a, a yeah. bit more, a bit more. So, um, but yeah, yeah the, the the big chorus scenes were, were probably the ones you were in, and especially your "I'm Getting Married" it was a very yes. good scene. I really enjoyed that one. Thank you. Big Thank chorus you, yeah. number. It was, uh, it was hard work. Hats off to chorus because <laughs> chorus work their butt off and kind of don't get the recognition just because you've got a named part. They sometimes yeah. do more than the. Yeah, uh, they do. I yeah, say sometimes so. like. 80% of the time they do more than the than yeah, the principals yeah, have definitely. to do. So. Like pushing you into a wheel every yeah, single night. Into the wheel, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making a table for good. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anna being a table, yeah. But it's, it's very true though because to have a show, I mean, a professional show, if you think about the West End, you, you don't put things in unless they're important. You mm. don't want to have to pay another 30 people yeah. their wages unless it's very important. So the scenes exactly. of chorus are in are very important and, yeah. they, and they do add a lot to the show. So yeah, well done all. Good. Thank you. Brilliant. Wonderful. Yeah, Thank be you sure to check out the uh, review on our website. Yes, definitely. So, wonderful. Thank you very much today, Stoff. Appreciate you. that. Thank you very much. And now on to Tom with the West End section. Hello. So, today I've got a few different articles. We'll just chat about a few of them. So, the first article we've got today is a very interesting one that immediately jumped out at me from the stage.co.uk. And it is, is virtual reality the future of theatre? <laughs> that's it no <laughs> um so basically i was i was trying to wrap my head around this because if you don't know if you've not heard of virtual reality before it's the like the big glasses you put on your head and it like it's like an immersive cinema basically it makes you feel like you are there like you're the the sort of character i was trying to wrap my head around this and it it looks like they have created i think it's in manchester they've created a a set of booths that you sit in and you basically experience a show as the protagonist of the show. So I thought it would maybe be like you would feel like you're on stage watching it or maybe you just get a better view if you're sat up in the gods, but it seems like it actually puts you in the show. So it's it's a sh- it's created by a, a, a virtual reality experience created by 59 Productions um, and it's a show called My Name is Peter Stillman. And yeah, it was just something something really weird that I I never would have thought virtual reality would sort of cross over into into theatre. There's there's a few sort of quotes here from the director saying that the sort of questioning if it's worth it money wise because it's going to be expensive. Say, They're yeah. expensive. Yeah. Is it not the sort of thing that's expensive now, but eventually over time will get cheaper? Potentially. I mean, he said on here that he thinks it's worth it because if you have a VR headset, then people are going to use it. It's something mm. weird that they haven't seen or done before especially with theater like you know they've released it for like ps4 and stuff like that and phones which people are used to but when it's like a an immersive theater experience then it's That's something crazy. really different i can imagine that being really well at the fringe i just i just can't see or understand how it's going to work no so i i was trying to wrap my head around it i've read this article a few times but it's really really difficult to work out so so basically there's there's a picture of these people sat at booths and there's a mirror either side of them and there's cameras tracking their faces. Yeah, it just seems really like a really, really odd investment. So they don't actually go quite cool. into a theatre then? 
See, this is what I was trying to work out. Because how how can that be safe? Let me read you. Let me read you the first. Let me read you the first paragraph. It looks like a weird experience in the foyer of home in Manchester. Four people sit at booths, virtual reality headsets covering their faces. Their heads gently sway for no apparent reason, and strange unannounced movements make for oddly compelling viewing for those in the box office queue. And then four minutes later, they unpeel the goggles from their eyes, smiling. I don't know if I understand this. I... What? So literally, they just go in. So four people to can a venue. only watch it at a time. So it's is is a virtual reality headset. You know what they look like. Yeah. So yeah. obviously, mm, one yeah. person watches it in one headset. Yeah. So, but for only four people. Only four booth. people at a time sat in it. It's like a, a circular booth. So it's not even in the theatre. It's in the foyer. No, no, no. It's it's not. Them. It's not even in a theatre. I don't think. So um, people that are in the queue for the show watch the the show. So th- this is what I mean. They need to. I feel like they need to clear it up a little bit. I don't know if this itself is something pre-show or if this is the show itself. But yeah, basically, it just puts you in the position of the protagonist of the show. Which is very odd. Wow. I, I, Interesting. I am just so it would be stunned. like the the way that I, I that I've read it, whether this is right or not, is let's say uh, we we're talking about the Wizard of Oz earlier. It would put you in the position of Dorothy, so you would be Dorothy, and you would like experience going through Oz, I presume. I so does it do it for a whole show? I I have no idea. I think by the by the looks of it, it's not very long, which is why I think it's four minutes. It's going to be be quite 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 a fringy sort of thing. But yeah, it's uh, I just thought we could sort of talk about the the possibility of virtual reality in theatre. I think but it's, it's not even got go into the theatre. That's what I don't get. If if you were in a theatre with a headset on, okay, yeah, fair enough. But they've just gone into a random venue by yeah. the sounds of it. Is it a big theatre? I have no idea. There's no pictures or anything. But yeah, it's something that I thought we could at least leave to our our listeners yeah. um, to sort of look into and see if they've heard anything about this and if yeah. they can understand it a bit more than, than we can. I thought it was something interesting to bring up. So Especially if you're in Manchester. You've yeah, been there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely been there. So if you uh, if you've heard of it, let us know. But yeah, so there's that. So uh, please, please let us know on Facebook or Twitter what you think, and uh, if you if you understand it any more than we do, because it's quite confusing, but it sounds quite cool, and quite <laughs> if wacky. If you've been yeah. there or you're near there, send us a picture yeah. of yourself yeah. on Instagram or something. Yeah, show um, us what it's like inside. Another article I found from the stage quickly. It's a very quick one. Uh, it's just a poll, which the stage posts quite often. Love a good poll. We do. And the question they're asking is, which of these new West End musicals do you think will have the longest run? And it is between An American in Paris, 42nd Street and The Girls. I personally think 42nd Street. Yeah, me too. Mm, 42nd Street is a classic. The Girls, I don't think The Girls will last that long because Take That are doing their musical The Band or whatever Mm. it's called. And I think that will have a better run than The Girls. I wouldn't be surprised if that one... I think it be, would be between those two because yeah, I think the yeah. girls. Um, I think the girls is, is is supposed to be fantastic, but I think it's mm. going to be one of those underrated shows that just slips under the radar. Yeah, and yeah, mm. and um, unfortunately fizzles yeah. out. Even though the girls are up for Olivier Awards, like mm. I mean, it just I just I don't know. So three hundred ninety-five people have voted in total. One hundred thirty-two say an American Paris. 77 say the girls and 186 say 42nd street mm, so yeah. it's 47 percent, 33 percent, 19 percent. so the majority is 42nd street. 42nd street and the thing is that reflects i personally think 
reflects how long they're going to stay there because obviously if people assume that one is going to be there the longest people are going to go and watch that that's obviously what people want to see i've heard so many good things about 42nd street like i've heard good things about the others but 42nd street has been like the big thing at the moment Mm. but Um, it's it's not like you're uh it's you know this this has been this question has been asked to people that are going to go and see the theater so if they want to see that then that's probably what's going to stay there the longest yeah yeah. Anyway, the last the last article I wanted to talk about, it's basically an interview they did with a guy called Andrew Scott, who's uh, done a lot of theatre and he's in James Bond, I believe, and he's done quite a lot of film stuff. And it's basically him saying, the quote is, I want to see the cost of theatre tickets change. Basically, he did a production of Hamlet recently and because of the, the way that it, it worked, basically uh, over 1,500 young people got to see it for free. Um, wow. Yeah. Which is which is pretty cool, and he was just talking about the how. I, I just think the the prices are going up, and it's sort of becoming unrealistic that anyone will be able to afford it that doesn't sort of have a high end London job. Yeah, but yeah, I would say the main sort of price that people are willing to pay if they if they're not made of money is is roughly about thirty to fifty pounds, I reckon. But they they they're going up. I mean, we were looking at going to see Elf the Musical two years ago or whenever that was on and it was like 500 pound or something ridiculous it was 129 pounds to sit on the second from back row well, in the dominion see... theater which is huge we're going to see the christmas source this christmas yeah and those yeah. tickets literally went so quickly then came back up and i'm i didn't actually buy them they were my christmas present so can't actually comment but every time i looked at them they were going up and up mm-hmm. and up and i i really really wanted to go and i was just like it was just ridiculous money, wasn't it? Going to see Book of Mormon and stuff like that is is crazy <coughs> if you almost sit anywhere near. Which is why I like that they do raffles because it gives people a chance mm. to uh, to to go and see it. Yeah, but and you they still must have to pay for the raffle. Anyway. That's the only thing. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas I, I, it's because they're new, isn't it? That's that's the main thing. Like you yeah. go and see Wicked, you can pay thirty quid to sit three rows from the front. Yeah, um, still if you get the right deal, one. and like lame is you have to pay through the roof to, yeah, to yeah. see. Depends if you, if you, if you can get good deals, but like you, you usually they they're just so much money. Um, I also saw an article on here saying that basically the the amount of school theatre trips is declining just because of uh, price and people losing interest yeah. and stuff. And shame. I think yeah, I think price is quite a large aspect of people not going to see theatre because it's just so expensive isn't it especially if you're not from London you have to drive all the way to London and and the the train train is like 50 quid for two Mm -hmm. people isn't it depending where you come from yeah it's just really expensive and it's a shame because um, kids now won't get to experience the joys of the theatre which is completely different to going to the cinema most theatres do do group discount bookings though um I mean, that's how we go um, as a ballet school. We go with group discount and it is a lot, lot, lot cheaper most of the time. Mm, But you have to know the right people and do the right shows. Sometimes you just don't get anything. It's just like a pound off a ticket. Yeah. yeah. The thing that I think in terms of like sort of the, the decline of it is that most shows that tour and that are affordable are shows like classic shows like blood brothers and stuff like that which kids aren't necessarily as interested Mm. in i saw blood brothers when i was in year eight so i was like 13 and it was good but i didn't appreciate it and i wouldn't have picked that out of all the shows Mm. that there are to see yeah and uh, we also watched uh the 39 steps and 
I got a little bit bored in that. But had I watched it now, I think I'd appreciate it a lot yeah. more. But if you take kids to go and see like Matilda or something like that, then it's yeah. it's going to be something that interests them a whole lot more. But it's just so expensive. But those shows sure. are in the school syllabus. Blood Brothers. To, to study. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they go. I can see obviously why Blood Brothers would be in the syllabus over Matilda because it addresses like real issues. <laughs> uh, but why not but, something like Rent or... Yeah, know. but I mean, even with Matilda, there's stuff like it's won awards and it's been mm. written by Tim Minchin, who's just won an Olivier Award, yeah. and you know, uh, stuff is stuff that it depends how you look at it. I think, like if yeah, you true. if you look at Matilda from a lyric point of view, it mm. is amazing. Like the songs are so clever, especially school yeah. songs, stuff like that. If you've listened to them, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's a shame that the the shows that people want to see are that much more expensive because people want yeah. to see them but it's yeah. always going to be the way isn't it unfortunately yeah, because the anything, demand. yeah yeah exactly well you look at from food yeah to anything well we, we anything. were i was just saying the other day i was in town and the nintendo switch which came out in march was 300 and something pounds with the new legend of zelda game which was 60 pounds it's already gone down by 10 pounds because people are sort of Novelty's worn off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, I think that's, that's that's the same with theatre. I just mm. it's just annoying that it is that way. And but I definitely agree with what he's saying that I think theatre tickets should change. Definitely. Um, yeah, agreed. Yeah, especially potentially for schools as well because yeah. that's educational rather than there, entertainment. There yeah. have been a lot of cuts to the arts, haven't there? Like government yeah, funding and stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's, it's a bit of give and take because it is a really expensive industry to be in. But at the same time it's an expensive industry to go and watch. So it's it's a bit of give and take. You you either have expensive tickets and know that not as many people are going to be able to afford to go mm. or you have cheaper tickets and what, potentially more people go. But mind you, I've never seen an empty theatre. What really annoys me about cuts to the arts is mm. that I wonder how many of those politicians and, and uh, people that vote against it will put in their vote and then put in their headphones and listen to some music and go home and watch a film <laughs> yeah, or yeah. something or like that book. or read yeah. a book. Yeah. And then they just don't consider like, let's say obviously this would never happen, but let's say they just cut all funding completely <laughs> to art and <laughs> to art everything. just completely disappeared. You'd have no music, no film, no theater, no books, no, no, no nothing. So, yeah. yeah. Everyone. And I think everyone has an aspect of their art in people, their life every single day. Yeah. I think people don't realize how much it's influences life until yeah. it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Um, it makes a change to yeah. some people's yeah. life. Whereas people Big don't time. think of like, you, you know, you put on Radio 1 or whatever on the way home, you don't think of it as like an arts yeah. thing, but yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's music. People have to write those lyrics and then sing them. And yeah. This is going to sound crazy, but if you've ever watched Big Brother, like they are absolutely isolated. You don't have any of that. Mm. And yeah. then they have like a special treat if they've won a task or something and they yeah. put the music on and you got, literally go it? crazy. Yeah. And it's the yeah. one moment that you see them happy in yeah. the whole thing. But Well, no, it's, yeah. it was all a psychological experiment. And mm-hmm. there's obviously a reason why they're playing the music into the house as a treat. Mm. The other thing is that you look at some of like the most prestigious like people to come out of countries like you know the the most memorable and most like like national treasures. And yeah, stuff. national treasures. You look at them. How yeah. many of those are like? Nice. How many of those work work in an office? I'm not saying that like you can't be because of that, but yeah. when you look at like uh, Stephen Fry and Ron Atkinson and stuff like that, they went yeah. to Cambridge, but yeah. they're like huge, like they're really passionate about arts and stuff, yeah. which is nice to see. Yeah. And people just sort of forget that. But um, anyway, yeah, a bit of a tangent yeah, there. Good. But yeah, but no, it's, nice it's interesting. It's, a, it's an important point. And especially for for us guys down kind of 
at, at sea level, as they call it, you're kind of on the on the front line and experience it. And we're kind of on the the side of people not only viewing, but also the performance aspect mm-hmm. of it. I mean, we don't perform in the West End, but it, <laughs> it kind of still applies down no matter what level you're, you're performing at. So yeah. it is very important and things we are passionate about. Yeah. But anyway, there, there is that for you. That's all yes. I've got for the West End section. So Cool. Uh, On to the ladies yeah. with the news and social. Yeah. <laughs> what shows are we seeing? <laughs> lots and lots and lots and lots. Very weird week. Yes, Um, I'm going to say the more normal ones just because Anna's better at being weird. Uh, No, (laughs) so firstly we've got Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street musical, running from the 25th to the 29th of April at the Palace Theatre in Redditch, which is Worcester Way, by the Studley Operatic Society. Yeah. Now next, this is the start of the weird ones. This is in Worcester, and it's the Worcester Operatic and Dramatic Society. Their show is running from the 25th of April to the 29th as well. They're doing HMS Pinafore and other infernal nonsense. So it's a show. Basically, they're celebrating 125 years wow. as a society. Congratulations! So how amazing is that? So HMS Pinafore is the first show that they did. So they're going to do aspects of that and then they're picking out stuff obviously throughout the years that have been major highlights and performing those. And obviously I think they're getting like, the if they can, get the people there that did perform it to perform it again which I think is really nice so that's although not the people that performed HMS that would be at the Swan Theatre in Worcester next we've got another musical running same dates 25th to 29th of April Rock of Ages in Wolverhampton by the West Bromwich Operatic Society at the Grand Theatre great show next so the 26th of April to the 29th of April it's the Johnston Phoenix Theatre Group, so they're in Renfrewshire, I think, if that's how you pronounce it right. They have written their own musical. Um, it's at the Johnston Town Hall. It's called Whiskey Galore, a <gasps> musical. Oh. It's about, it's a comedy. Okay. It's set in the 1940s, and nice. it's about this people on a ship that get shipwrecked. But the only thing on the ship it's whiskey. whiskey. So that all like they've got to drink so is whiskey. Be drunk the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I think what that a was show. amazing. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot my lines. Very I was cool drunk. Idea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was there. I was like, okay, that's cool. I like that. Right, next we've got a murder mystery running from the 26th to the 29th of April, a bit different. This is at the Woodford Community Centre in Cheshire by the Woodford Community Players. Are you going to say the name of it? No. <laughs> Anna can say the It's name. a really, really long name. I was there and I was saying to Tom, I was like, why is it so long? There is no need for it to be I'm that. too blind to read it. The yeah. Farndale Ave Housing Estate and Towns Women's Guild Dramatic Society Murder Mystery is what it's called. It really, really bugs oh me when my. stuff like that has long <laughs> names. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's a great show, but from a from like a marketing point of view, yeah. how are you going to get that something, on fire? Yeah, you need something that you can just yeah, can you, can you imagine like if you're trying to fly or in the street, for example. Yeah. People come by, you're not going to go like, uh, come and see the uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, God. It's not like you're saying, come see Wizard of Oz. It's you're saying, come see the Farndale. By the time you've got to the murder mystery bit, they'll have walked yeah. off. And like the people's attention spans nowadays because of phones and internet mm. is so short. Like if you're yeah. walking past the billboard, you're not going to look at no. theatre stuff anyway. But let's say if you did... You're not going to carry on reading something that long. <laughs> You're not going to carry on reading something that's that long, are you? You're going to read like yeah, it's true. Carousel, something like that. Mm, but but it's quite cool that S Society's doing a murder mystery. They're doing yeah, a murder. Yeah, that is cool. So they're hosting it, are yes. they? 
So yeah. they've obviously the people in the society, the actors, and people obviously come in to eat, mm-hmm. and um, obviously there's other people there, but you don't know who's the actor and who's not. It's very cool. Cool. That's cool. Like cool idea. Yeah. yeah. Next we have a workshop. So a musical theatre and drama workshop by the Julian Light Operatic, uh, which is in London. That's on the 26th of April at the Ealing Town Hall. It's like amateur society doing a workshop for people that are maybe interested and don't really know what Amdram's about. Nice. So they're um, obviously doing a bit of musical theatre, so doing like amateur singing and dramatic skills that you need for Amdram. And then... You've got improv, characterization, and things like that to work with. Um, cool. So it's kind of, instead of looking at professional, mm. you're kind of looking at more amateur stuff. I like that. Yeah, it's nice as well. I mean, you can be a bit more honest as well, can't mm. you? And that you can be like, you might not get a part because your friend is the director of the show. <laughs> your, yeah. fr- your friend is directing yeah. a show but prefers this person. Yeah. So, yeah. No, cool. And then next we've got a variety show, uh, which is called Movies and Melodies. That's running from the 27th to the 29th of April in North Yorkshire by the North Halerton Musical Theatre Company. They're performing at the Forum. It's a variety show, which has got lots of different songs, so from Les Mis to Legally Blonde. And they're also doing, they're using kids as well, so they're using like lots of like young songs as well. Nice. We've got a play next, The Garden Party, which is in Surrey by the Worcester Park Dramatic Society at the Adrian Mann Theatre, running from the 27th to the 29th of April. We've also got a musical of Disco Inferno running in Birmingham by the Arcadians. Um, this is at the Crescent Theatre from the 2nd to the 6th of May. You like that name, cool. don't you? Cool name. Yeah. We've got an even cool name coming up the in a minute. Arcadians. I know that as well. So. Arcadians, if you want a voiceover, let me know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, next we've got Anything Goes, so better tap dancing, from nice. the 3rd of May to the 6th of May at the Spotlight Theatre, which is in Hertfordshire, by the Broxbourne Theatre Company. Next we've got another musical of Grand Hotel. This is in New Eltham, which is London, by the New Eltham Community Productions. Sorry, I, I always want to say society, and it wasn't, it was production. <laughs> this is running from the 4th to the 6th of May, and it's at the centre. <laughs> and finally we have the Blackburn Musical Theatre Company which is obviously in Blackburn they are doing Oklahoma from the 8th to the 13th of May at the Thwaites Empire Theatre nice. there's lots 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 more yeah. that will be on the calendar there's a lot a lot there was one called like Easter Egg something so. oh yeah <laughs> yeah this is what I'll, I mean by there was another cool one. name <laughs> the Easter Egg Club which is in Motherwell they're doing Celebrate Good Times they're doing like their own musical variety show kind of thing but they're, they're called, called the Easter Egg Club. Yeah. I'm guessing around. it's a one-off. Yeah. Unless they just do shows at Easter. Every Easter. Yeah, yeah, if they do one show a year, that's Who fair knows. enough. Uh, but, yeah, celebrate okay. good time. Google yeah. them. Yeah, yeah same. Was that Motherwell? Cool name. Yeah, Motherwell. Scotland. So, Motherwell Theatre, yeah. yeah. Nice. Exciting. So that is Brilliant. all from Wonderful. us. I like that it was like a, we had like a ship theme this this week. So we had HMS Pinafore, we had Anything Goes, yeah. and we had... Um, their variety Sweet show Todd that was in a ship. <laughs> no, that's not on a ship. Uh, Actually, Anthony <laughs> rides a boat, doesn't he? Who? Anthony, he rides a boat. Oh, yeah, he's a I sailor or something. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Rock of Ages. Is all rock. There's nothing. A boat rocks. Ah, rock of Ages. Whiskey nice. on a ship, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Whiskey on a ship. Oh, that was yeah. the thing. That's what I was thinking of. Whiskey, yeah. yeah. Like the Titanic <laughs> with whiskey. I like that. I'm cool. sure Easter eggs float, so, you know. Uh, I'm not going to try that one. Yeah. <laughs> Easter eggs are way too much. Yeah, no way. Wonderful. 
Thank you very much, ladies. Right. And where can they find all this information and other stuff about us? So you can find all of this stuff on Facebook, on our Facebook page. Feel free to go onto our Twitter, Snapchat or Instagram. It's all on there for you. We update lots of things quite frequently. Uh, a lot of things are happening at the moment, especially with us. So please check things out because it's really cool. And yes. don't forget our website also has the calendar of all everything on there. So of all the shows that uh, we've got, uh, from Noda and anything that you've told us. So if, if you're on the website as well, be sure to check out the My Fair Lady review that Stoff has written for us. Yes. Because that shall be up. Up there. And also, we have some very exciting news that we can't tell you quite yet. But what I can tell you is that the four of us will be involved with a project that is happening in November. That is all I can tell so you. So keep the now. whole month free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. The, uh, early November. So yes, that, that is a, a project coming up that we are very excited for. So keep your ears to the ground because something will be out soon about it. Keep an eye on our Facebook, our Twitter, and you will soon find out. Wonderful. Thank you very much today, team. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Can we have a lovely big bye to all of our listeners? In fact, before we do the bye, we need a name for our listeners. So if you are listening to us, please get in contact with us. We would like to have a name for our listeners, wouldn't we? Yes. Let us know. We would love to have your ideas. And you never know. It could be the future of It's All An Act podcast. Your suggestion could mean that we are talking about it forevermore. Can I just say this is the longest goodbye I've ever known? Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) We like a good long goodbye. Yeah. No, this is the longest goodbye you've ever known. (laughs) Goodbye. Ah. At podcast.